This is how we do it. This is how we do it. We're not shutting this podcast down. <laughs> that was my Tom that was my Tom Cruise impression. Love it. Love it. Out of nowhere, a former grinch keeper now about to become the master's champion. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. You had me at hello. Hawk Hawk Asian. Well they got their own because you're obviously white. I'm an inventor. This could be a game changer for me. Are you not entertained? Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight, live from across the internet for a very special episode of uh, Loose Concept After Dark, we have with us the Garland God, the Tinsel Titan, Sean Mackey. Sean, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. Yes, After Dark. Christmas is in the air. We didn't get any snow down here in Charlotte, but uh, you guys are getting some layers. Ew, some layers of uh, snow. Some it's bars. piling on. <laughs> it's got me dreaming dreaming of a white Christmas. What can I say? Ooh. What can I say? Very nice. Also joining us tonight, the king of Christmas himself. He wants to spend Christmas in Elmira with his family. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rudy. Rudolph. Boys, the weather awesome. outside is frightful, but the pod boys, so delightful. So delightful. This is my time of year, man, Rudolph. Ah, uh, yeah. Didn't season. even think about that. My season of shine. <laughs> I never, I never thought of that. When either. you, when you were a young child, were was this like when like the elementary school jokes like hit a, hit an all time peak every year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. Uh, we would go on vacation for two months to escape the, the ridicule. <laughs> <laughs> just other other seven year olds saying, uh, "Where's your red nose?" Did, did kids bully you? <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> My dad. And, I honestly never like, thought I of know, it. the old like the older generation. I think took it a little harder. But no, yeah. not really. They walked so you could run. I think everybody in our generation knows the movie Rudy, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's like the movie Rudy." <laughs> <laughs> they should do a crossover with Rudy and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That'd be a good a one. A red-nosed linebacker. A red no- there or you go. fullback. <laughs> Synchronicity. Anyway, welcome back to the program, everybody. Thank you for listening. We're going to just... We're just all feeling so Christmassy here. We're just going to do a, li- a little Christmas, uh, Christmas-oriented podcast by talking about a bunch of things that aren't Christmas <laughs> before we get started, so... But we do have a Christmas feature film. We'll get to that later. But for now, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a little movie news talk for you. Is this really even like movie news? I don't know. This basis, So basically, this news dropped right after we recorded last week's episode, literally the day after we recorded. So it was a, our episode immediately sent a dated. Um, this is about Disney uh, announcing their basically their entire future plans for their streaming service and for their uh, content for the next few years. And it's a, uh, it's a lot of star Wars and a lot of Marvel basically uh, a lot, t- 10, 10 new star Wars shows. I think 10 new Marvel shows. Um, and then like something like 18 other features, I believe Ugh. it's a lot wow. of content here. That's a lot of content. <laughs> 
when I saw that slate, I'm at first I get like anxious, like, oh man, please don't make me watch all of this. <laughs> yeah, then like, you look a little of... deeper and like you realize that some of it's like geared for kids, you know, yeah, some of it's geared it for like weed out some angsty teens. So I feel like there's only that's a that's of your shows that's your type of us. content right there, the angsty teen content. Yeah, exactly, precisely. But um, yeah, it looks like. Also, it's not all going to be released in like one year. It's probably you know five years worth of content, right? <laughs> Nobody knows. Who knows? Nobody yeah. knows. Well, if you think like about it, with with the amount of series they launch on like Disney, like Channel, and um, ABC, I mean, it doesn't seem like two. Because this is going to be like their main, you know, obviously platform for the next four or five years, but. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Uh, what do you guys think about Hayden Christensen coming back as as Vader? I'm down. I mean, I like. I'm yeah. my Star Wars stance for a long time has always been uh, whatever they can do. Like, I'm a big prequels guy. I love the prequels. Of course, prequel trilogy. Um, so anything they can do to tie those into the uh, the Star Wars world a little more, I'm down for. I think it's a smart move. New world. Yeah, keep everybody in the family, you know, why not? Yeah, no, I'm down for it. Not to go down too far of a rabbit hole, but uh, we were just talking about Mandalorian earlier. In Mandalorian, do they talk about the midichlorians? Do they, do they throw that in there just a little bit with Baby Yoda, uh, with Grogu? I think rather? so, yeah, I think they. The I think there was a little, like little midichlorian talk there. <laughs> I think you said M numbers, I was like, M numbers? Wait a second. The midichlorians. How dare you? I've heard that before. You can't escape them. Everybody's got them. Is uh, what is that the number? Like, is that the highlight of this news here? The uh, Obi Wan Kenobi show, or is there something else here that you guys think is more uh, primed for greatness? I'm gonna pull up the slate because there's there's another one that looked cooler. Yeah, I didn't really see any of the projected Marvel series. So the official breakdown is 10 Marvel series, 10 Star Wars series, 15 Disney and Pixar series, and then 15 Disney and Pixar features, which you got to feel bad for those uh, computer nerds at Pixar just like putting their uh, computer (laughs) cartoons together. They're going to they have their work cut out for them. Was it before Pixar doing like one movie every like four years? And now they're They got to do like 15 series and 15 movies. (laughs) Yeah, those kids are getting worked overtime. Shouts to them. There's a picture of uh of of the person coming out and like revealing what's her face? Kathleen Kennedy. I think she's the Star Wars lady and she's like revealing all these titles for all these shows. And it's just like dude, you gotta relax. You just hyped? This is like too no, I just think it's too much content. There's too much. Too it's all gonna be bad. Content. I mean I think I think the reason why they launched it all is because just it was like an almost investing type of like this is what you can be buying into oh yeah with, for sure you know with with cruises and and resorts and uh parks obviously being closed that's true but yeah it's it is pretty i mean to think right now really the only series that i think people really watch on disney plus is the mandalorian and to think there's going to be 10 star wars series coming down the line is yeah yeah it is I'm a little really overwhelming like rudy i'm said. really interested in the taika waititi star wars Which that's oh, yeah, gonna be, be a good. movie is that right 
Or is he doing yeah. a show? And also yeah. the Buzz Lightyear origin movie. That sounds pretty lit. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. No. What? <laughs> Isn't it live action? It's like a live I'm action Buzz Lightyear origin story with uh, yeah, I'm here Chris Evans. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, awesome. I'm so far out. I couldn't be more out on that. <laughs> Dude, this is the best though. Really? I, I well, let's uh, Let's... Let's run through the let's run through the list here, and we'll just we'll just do a quick in and out on everything. Okay. All right. All right. This is a long list, bro. <laughs> it's a long list. So everyone, buckle buckle in your seatbelts. We're uh, we're in for the long haul. Hit it to, to one point two five speed. It's a snow day. Okay. F- lightning round with uh, upcoming Disney projects. Marvel Studios Fantastic Four movie in or out? Out. Out. In. I'm in on the Fantastic Ooh. Four. <laughs> what? Captain Marvel 2. Out. 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 I'm also out. Ms. Marvel. Out. What's Ms. Marvel? <laughs> out. I don't even know what that is. It's Dr. Marvel. It doesn't really say what exactly it is here. It's starring a uh, 16-year-old Pakistani-American who is obsessed with Carol Danvers. So this one, this girl who's uh, obsessed with Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm out on that, too. I don't like Captain Marvel. She sucks. Uh, <laughs> WandaVision. I'm in on WandaVision. I'm out on WandaVision. I, th- I think I'm with Sean. I think this has potential. It's like we said last week, um, when Disney gets weird with things is when usually things get more interesting. So this looks like they're getting real weird. So we'll see. I think I'm, <laughs> think I'm in on this. Tentatively in. Tentatively in. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show. In or out? I feel like Marvel TV shows just aren't. I'm. I'm. I know that there are a lot of people that really love the Marvel TV shows. I'm not in. I, yeah, I feel like I'm out on that. Again, yeah, three like noted not Marvel guys here. So that one looks like the most Marveliest of all the Marvel shows here. It just looks like by the books <laughs> Marvel stuff. So I'm pretty out on that. Yeah. Um, Loki, just the Loki much. show. They're doing a whole show just about. I'm in Loki. on that. Oh, you're in on Loki. I want a Loki, Loki movie. I don't want a Loki show. It's like, well, he's getting. I a don't show. want any more shows. I don't have time for any more shows. <laughs> well, that's really the much. tough part. It's like all these shows. It's like they're not just asking you for two hours. They're asking you for you know, eight hours 30. over the course of yeah, however long. It does look interesting, but at the same time, it just looks like. Like we've officially reached the point with Marvel where it's like the Marvel comic books where there's just too much of it and you don't have no idea where to jump in and you like you pick up a random book and you're like i have no idea what's going on that's because you haven't read the past you know 72 series or whatever yep we're officially there um black panther 2 in i'll see that i'm in on that i'm out are they is chadwick boseman gonna be in it do they already film no they're not doing no he's not gonna be in it and there is no um they're not CGI. doing CGI, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, so. well, that's good. But they haven't said who yeah. the new Black Panther is going to be. Odds are. I think Elliot Page is in the running for that role. <laughs> I might have to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have enough Can't intersectionality have points. I think they said that uh, Letitia Wright, who was the uh, his younger sister in the other in the first one, I think she's so she's in contention. So. T'Challa. We'll see. Um, She-Hulk. Okay. In or out? Yeah, I'm in on that for sure. Big time in on that. <laughs> She-Hulk. I don't like the name. <laughs> this is pretty much what it sounds like. It's a female Hulk. Yeah, I'm out on that. You know why I'm in on this? I'm in on this because I know that like a She-Hulk isn't enough to like 
really sell the movie. So there's going to be a bunch of like Hulk things. Like I remember, what was it the Hulk where they had the Hulk dogs or like pitbulls are all jacked out? <laughs> there's going to be like a Hulk crocodile or like no. a Hulk, some sort of Hulk super beast. They have that a, goes along with She Hulk. It has a. They're saying Mark Ruffalo is going to be in some of it, and also Tim oh, Roth then I'm in. playing the Abomination, who was the bad guy in the the Edward Norton Hulk. So they're bringing him back. Boom. That'd be cool. I'm in on that. Okay. Hawkeye. The Hawkeye series. Oh, I love Hawkeye. I'm in on Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on Jeremy Renner. I'm out. Hawkeye is I'm a very like. Marvel-y superhero as well. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. I'm in. This is a new, Ant- new Ant-Man movie. Ant-Man 3, basically. Yeah. <laughs> in, those, how, those were funny. How deep are they going to get into these weird worlds? I have no idea. More and more meta and physical. Paul, Paul Rudd's I'm, good. I'm yeah, I'm in on this as well. The first two Ant Man, Ant Man, Ant Man, Ant Man movies, Ant Men movies. The first two Ant Man movies were great, very good. Those are yep. like some of the best Marvel movies in my opinion. Um, Moon Knight. This is going to be a What's Disney Plus Knight? series about this guy Moon Knight, and he's going to be played by Oscar Isaac. Ooh, wow! I was I'm out on, on it that. until you said that. It's a Marvel show starring Oscar Isaac. Okay, I don't. I think I'm out. It's just too Marvely, too much, too much Marvel stuff. Are are they gonna run out of actors? I have well, no that's one thing. Characters. Also, aren't aren't they afraid all these shows are gonna cannibalize each other because they're all like the exact same, <laughs> the same audience? You know, it is a Follow rabid. The it is a rabid fan base though. So, um, apparently, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Holiday special. Coming out in 2022 holiday season. In or out? It's two years away. Oh, gosh. I'm out. That sounds so dumb. Say it again? I'll be, the, I bet it'll be good. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, I, I'm in on anything Guardians. With a now bipolar, or no, not bipolar, bisexual, <laughs> uh, what, Star-Lord, Star-Lord, is that that guy's name? Really? Do you guys hear that? Yeah, Chris Chris Pratt's character in Guardians of the Galaxy is apparently bisexual Who in the says? comics. Marvel. Oh, the know. comics. Whoever writes the comics, whoever the nerds are that write the comics. Um, we have still so many, still, still so many more of these shows like the to comics. go. We got guys. We got to buckle down here. <laughs> we can't. We can't tangent. Can we just do rapid fire? Yes, no. Yes, no. <laughs> what if Disney series? It's animated. Out. Out. Out as well. Um, Secret Invasion. It's a Disney Plus series. Stars Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. In. In. Okay. Thor, Love and Thunder. This is the Taika Waititi. Yeah, this, I'm in on this as well. In, they, in, in. they also just announced Christian Bale is going to be in that. In. Playing, what? A, playing really? the bad dude. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. So. That might be the best Thor yet. I I'm think Disney down. Plus is just going to take over Hollywood. This isn't that Dang, one's not a show. Really? That's a movie. Thor: Love and Thunder. They're bringing back Natalie wow. Portman, Christian Bale. This is basically oh, a uh, a Terrence Malick movie, but in Marvel. So that's going to be a heater. Um, Blade, out, in, starring Mahershala Ali. Oh, who played in. the uh, Wesley Snipes was the original Blade, I believe. They're yeah. remaking it with Mahershala. Ali. I'm in with Mahershala Ali. I'm out. I don't really care about that. Um, <laughs> Ironheart, in or out? This in. is this is basically little girl Iron Man. Out. <laughs> if Iron Man was a little girl, <laughs> yeah, I'm out on that as well. Do you want to rethink your uh, choice? <laughs> is it animated? Uh, uh, no, it's live action. Live uh, action. I'm in. 
Okay. Okay. I respect you for sticking with that one. Um, Armor Wars. This is a Disney Plus series. It stars uh, out. This is basically the Don Cheadle show. All it's all War Machine, baby. Out. Okay. Ocean's out. Eleven. Don Cheadle. In. I am Groot. Disney Plus series. Out. Out. <laughs> okay. Best dialogue ever. Okay. So now so we're now we're pivoting to, pivoting to Star Wars. Mandalorian season three next year yeah. at Christmas time. In in Sean in yeah we're in all course. in we're all in. They just got to keep doing what they're doing. Um, Ahsoka, the Ahsoka Tano, she's that orange chick that in. was in the last episode. Yeah, she was cool. I want in. I want more Jedi. Rudy's in. I'm out. I don't really care about her. Unless unless this is my only. Uh, only stipulation on the Ahsoka Tano series that they somehow find a way to to uh, bring in uh, Rosario Dawson who plays Ahsoka Tano. If they somehow how find a way to bring in her boyfriend Cory Booker into the show as some sort of fringe character, then I'm in. Politician but, Cory Booker? <laughs> yes, politician Cory Booker. Is her boyfriend? Yeah. What is she thinking? Cory Booker. Cory Booker is dating Ahsoka Tano. They just got to have him Holy in for cow. just like, you know, a scene here or there. Better yet, sign him on full time. He can play the bad guy. I think Cory Booker is hilarious. So whatever you can do to get him in that the show. Is, yeah. is he funny? I th- <laughs> unintentional, unintentionally. How is he dating her? Are you sure about that? I'm 100% sure. Google it, Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson. We're off on a tangent again. We got to keep this. We have like thirty-four yeah, more still got a Marvel movie to Disney go. shows to get to. This <laughs> should be a two-part episode, I think. Rangers of the New Republic. This is a Disney series about pilots, Star Wars pilots. I'm out. This sounds boring. I'm in. Rudy. I'm looking at Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson. I cannot believe <laughs> you know that, that Co- Cory Booker Booker has a brother named Carrie. I can't believe yeah. that. Yep. Get him playing like a, a I Gungan. I can't believe this. I cannot believe this. Um, let's keep this rolling here. Obi Wan, the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. In so in hundred percent in. Yeah, you got to be in on that. Uh, Lando. The Disney Plus series. This deal keeps getting worse all the time. Is Donald Glover in it? They have not revealed whether or not Donald Glover will be in it. Or whether it will be Billy D. Williams. Oh, I'd be down for either. I kind of want it to be just like Billy D. Williams, like Lando in a Star Wars nursing home. (laughs) Playing checkers. The Acolyte. This is um, directed by Leslie Headland. Out. Apparently it's uh, like a detective mystery thriller. Of a shadowy secrets emerging from the dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. The thing is, is I, if I saw a trailer of this, I'd probably be in on it. But just the name, yeah. like, what does that mean? Yeah, the logo is really trash too. So, moving on, Andor. This is all based around that guy from that Rogue One movie that came out. The he's, oh my he gosh. he's has the Spanish accent. Niche. He's niche, like niche, he's niche. like Inigo Montoya from Princess Bride, but Star Wars. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on this. I think it think it looks tight. Star Wars Rogue Squadron. This is brought by Patty Patty Jenkins, who directed the Wonder Wonder Woman movie. It's about X-wing fighter pilots. How is this different than the other pilot show we just talked about? There's too much, too many, too many things here. That's um, the thing. It's like you just start running out of ideas. 
the Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. I think we're we all yeah we're all in on anything Taika Waititi yeah, does for now. Um, a Droid Story, which is a Disney animated movie about R two D two and C P three C three P way out, yeah. way out, <laughs> big out. Sean, you in on out. that one? Okay. Sometimes you surprise me. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. This is animated show about cl- like clones, bad boy clones. Out, out. Yeah, I'm out on that too. Doesn't sound interesting. Either. Um, and then Star Wars Visions, Visions, which is. A Vision? series of animated short films which celebrates the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. Yeah, that actually not, sounds interesting. That's not for me. I'm not an anime guy. I'm in on that. Okay. I'm out. I'm out as well. Guys, we did it. We got through wow. everything. Wow. All right. That's that was like a good 40 podcast. Things. Now we have 30, 30 Disney and Pixar projects to go through. Just kidding. We're not going to do this. We're just doing There's Marvel another stuff. 30? Yeah, there's 15 Disney wow. Pixar shows and then 15 Disney Pixar movies they oh announced as well. It's a lot. It's a lot. We'll see if they pull it off. I don't know, Jim. Jim. I don't know. It's not looking good, Jim. It's not looking good. All right. Uh, other movie news. We're just going to hit these real fast. Uh, Chris Pine, he's going to be in a Dungeons & Dragons movie for Paramount. He's hopping in. Chris Pine is all in on the Paramount Network, ladies and gentlemen. Are you in or out on the Chris Pine Dungeons and Dragons? I need to see oh. a trailer. Yeah, I'm out. I'm probably. I'm be hesitant. <laughs> this sounds really awful. And as a fan of Chris Pine and awful movies like Star Trek, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in for this. I'm down. I dig yeah, it. I'm just dipping my toes in and seeing what it's like because of Chris Pine. But Last piece of movie news. You guys know. see this video of Tom Cruise flipping out at the uh, the uh, crew of the Mission Impossible oh, yeah. Seven? Oh, my word, yeah. Oh yeah. So here's he's a cr- done this before. Here- he's had little sessions like on Oprah. Oh, I mean, he's a psychopath <laughs> for sure, verifiably. But like, is he kind of right? Like, he's he's the thing is, you're you're watching the video and he's flipping out, but then he starts saying some things you kind of agree with. Like, he doesn't want to like have the production shut down and like have people lose their yeah. jobs that are working on the show. It's like, ah, that's kind of a good point, Tom. Kind of a good yeah, point. Like that, like, yeah. That's but the classic a, thing is like point. a multi, multi-millionaire yelling at like really middle, middle class. Like yeah. people is just never a good look. Oh, it's, it's a terrible look, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. He's kind of he's kind of right. <laughs> What's that me- that meme? Is it Burgess Meredith, the uh, comedian? He's like, "Why are you booing me? I'm right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much what this is. I don't know. He has yet to like issue any type of apology or like uh, respond. Oh, he's to it never going to apologize. I don't know because he's right. You know, that's true. He is right. Do you think it'll come out in the movie? Do you think like people like other cast members like in the movie will just seem like on edge the whole time when you're watching? It? You're just like, <laughs> you know, she's just not really herself. <laughs> Everyone's like sweaty and like shaking. Is that a real gun he's holding? <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, you guys hear that noise off in the distance? It's coming closer. Hear something. Hear the, the sleigh bells? He's back. The Christmas Pony Express. Back in action. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a we have another letter here. Another email, if you will. Is this from Santa? Oh no. Oh no. 
This is from a, another esteemed guest. He actually wrote in a few weeks ago, but he's back. He has more thoughts. The man himself, Uncle Christian. Oh, big unk. Get ready for the takes. He's got some thoughts on our Christmas vacation episode. In the movie theater versus live concert debate, I'm with Elijah, he says. Do you hear that, guys? Uh, At a oh concert, no. you're standing, dancing, and singing along along with the band and the other concert goers. Try any of this at a movie theater, and you're probably brawling with someone. It's got a point. True. It's true. got a That's, point. They That's are not the point. same. In the theater, you're essentially paying to watch on a really, really big TV. Exactly. Uncle Christian gets it. He gets it. <laughs> Christmas vac- These are his Christmas vacation thoughts now. Love the movie. My nephew is right. The lines that we quote, the laughs, yes. Much of it, if not all, is unrealistic. It is Murphy's Law on steroids. But the worst part of the movie for me is the kids are always so whiny. Just irritating. <laughs> Classic move yeah. with like movies with kids, right? Right. There, the there's never been a good uh, preteen actor in history. Aside from that that kid that's in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Ricky Baker. Yes, Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker. <laughs> Ricky Baker. He says uh, Randy Quaid plays the role perfectly. He's talking about the... Uh, Agreed. Who's Cousin that? Eddie. Cool. Cousin Girl, Eddie. Cousin Eddie. I was the one that tried to recast that role with Sam Elliott, and he's saying, uh, all I see is Roadhouse with Sam Elliott, which is valid, but wouldn't this... If you added, like... 10% more road, Roadhouse to Christmas Vacation, wouldn't it also be like 10% better? Make my point. Uh, good call casting VV if they did a remake. Who is VV? Oh, Vince Vaughn. That was me. That was my, my recast on the remake there. Dude, yeah, he's right. just siding <laughs> with you for, forever. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Christian, we get each other. He knows the vibe. <laughs> he says it's not a top 20, but high on my list. Top five, top five Christmas movie, Die Hard, better not be on the list. LOL. <laughs> and then he also reaffirms my Dork of the Week call. Good call on Julia Louis-Dreyfus' husband. That is National Lampoon spoofing the emasculated male yuppies. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Shouts to uh, Uncle he's a, Christian. He's for, a big Elijah fan. <laughs> he yeah, loves, I he have loves, no idea. He has, a, he has good taste and takes. What can I say? Shouts to Uncle Christian. <laughs> Thanks for writing into the Loose Concept Pony Express and uh, roasting the emasculated male yuppies of today's society. Maybe you can shout out me next time, Uncle Christian. John's with lots of love. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway, now that we're 40 minutes in, they just announced more Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. We're going to get to our feet. that'll make some people just cancel their Disney Plus? They're just like, I can't take this. <laughs> it's just, there's take just take too the much anxiety. Here. There's just too much here. I just hope they space them out a little bit because I don't want it to be like, you know, going to a, a buffet where it's like there's there's 500 hamburgers here. Yeah. But I can't take any home with me. It's like I think it I think it can. will be. I think they'll probably leapfrog them to get people to keep the subscription though. So like right after the Ma- Mandalorian ends here, they have that WandaVision show comes out and I think mm-hmm. that's going to run for a while and then after that there's another so I think they'll probably run them like so it'll only maybe only be one running at a time, but they'll just keep people, you know. That's keep a great idea. Subscription. Worth Here's it. a hot take. I actually like the idea of the staggered release. Yeah. Yes, I was just gonna say episodes. that. Yeah, I think I it's think really it's cool. More to, like, series need to do that. Yeah. Because like this has been going since October, where you can talk about it for a couple months, whereas a lot of Netflix series, it's like. 
Oh, yeah, I watched it. that over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. You binge 10 episodes, and it's like we talk about episode 1 and episode 10. But then there's like 8. And they're like, all right, we'll see ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, let's get into our feature film of the week. This week, we are talking about the seminal Christmas classic. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. This is me. You remember me? George Bailey. This holiday season, you are invited to journey back to everyone's favorite small town. To everyone's favorite Main Street. Merry Christmas! To everyone's favorite holiday classic. It's a wonderful life. You just can't keep those Baileys down. Now can you, Mr. Father? Where wishes come true. What do you want? You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it. Where guardian angels are real. Why do you want to save me? You've been given a great gift, George. And where the greatest gift of all <laughs> is right at home. Welcome home, Mr. Bailey. To my big brother, George, the richest man in town. It's a wonderful life. On video and DVD. Released in uh, 1946, directed by Frank Capra. I believe he produced it and wrote it as well, maybe? I don't know. Frank, based off a short story. Frank Capra was heavily involved. Um, this is the story of an angel who was sent from heaven to help a desperately frustrated businessman by showing him what life would have been like if he had never existed. Uh, starring Jimmy Stewart. Donna, Donna Reed, Lionel Barrymore, Thomas Mitchell, Henry Travers, all people that are very still like very famous. Ward Bond, the freaking legend, Ward Bond. I love Ward Bond. Um, yeah, so it's the 40s, man. It is what it is. Um, guys, let's talk It's a Wonderful Life. Let's start with the best. Rudy, as our leadoff hitter, we'll go to you first. This is your first time watching this, right? Yeah, yeah. Hate to admit it, man. First time watching it. Um, right off the bat, this was a really good movie. Mm. This is a really, really good movie. I, I was like worried. Really good. Um, I was worried. Yeah. I think, to me, the best part was the story, the way the story mm-hmm. and the way it holds up today. Like, you know, a lot, there's a lot of crappy movies that come and go that are like just, oh, this is kind of an interesting story for this time or whatever. But this is a, you know, a timeless story of this poor guy who seems to be poor gets beaten down over and over again and self-sacrifices over and over again yeah and gets a chance to see what would have happened and i just think it was just you know really really solid all the way through and i'm not like a huge i don't think i watch enough old-timey movies to be able to like keep up with the timing and a lot of times certain things happen and they kind of infer a lot more than they do nowadays i think it's yeah. because people are dumber nowadays so everything's <laughs> like got to be like this is what's happening now yeah. this is what this means but i thought this movie was just exactly. really you know it, it just holds up it's it's really great and that's 100 percent accurate there is like you it is sort of like a practice thing like you got it's like a totally different vibe than a modern movie and if you're not used to like like i could see why a lot of people would hate this movie just because it's you know, it, it, the pacing and everything is different than a modern movie, you know. But um, that's what I had, too. I had this story as the best as well. I, like, 
I was thinking the other night I was down at my grandparents and my grandmother was saying how there a trailer for something came on TV and it was she was like these movies nowadays don't have stories any I think it was like a trailer for Tenet or something and she was like movies now don't have any story to them it's not like the old movies she's right and then I was like well I don't know because some of the old movies like I don't know you stumble across some of these old movies on TV and it's like what is this there really isn't much of a story story here either but I think It's a Wonderful Life is like the type of movie she's actually talking about where like yeah the story is great it like slowly unfurls and it like takes you on I don't know not on a journey but it's a like journey it's a vibe you know it's a story it's, <laughs> it's a good a good like thought out story a good emotional emotional roller coaster so yeah I would I would um, echo what you guys are saying but just I think I haven't seen this movie in probably a couple of years, so it's just it, I feel like it's a, a very relatable um, movie um, at every stage of life. Even you know when you watch it when you're little, it's you know more of the you know with the angels and a little bit like um, a Christmas Carol, where you know has some of the themes of seeing your life without um, you know what what life would be like without you. Um, but really enjoy the last like 30 or 40 minutes of it where um, George is, is going throughout his, you know, the night and seeing how his life touched everybody else. And then it concludes with him going back to his house and kind of just being um, loved on by the whole town. So just a really great ending. Um, and yeah, like you guys said, terrific story, uh, great writing, um, great acting for its time, mm. you know, yep. just well, I think it's one of those movies that most people have seen, even though it's a very old movie. It's timeless. Well, let's uh, let's pivot it to worse there, since we're all in agreement on the best part. Let's pivot to the worst and see if we're in agreement there. What's the worst part, Sean? Um, I would say, you know, the first... I would like what you guys are saying about the pacing. The first, like, hour or so, I think if you're watching it for the first time, you don't... I mean, I always watch it now, obviously knowing the ending. And knowing where to, you know, the, the climax at the end. But yeah. the first hour, I think, is a little slow. Um, and I think it's probably just um, a product of its time. Yeah. Um, where I would want a little bit more of the the elements at the end where the whole town's kind of appreciating George. I feel like he's kind of a little bit on an island most of the movie. Where he's seeing, this, this like Rudy said, the sacrifices he's making and those hard decisions where he has to... You know, not going on his honeymoon, not going on his trip, not go to college. But he really, if I'm watching it for the first time, I think it'd be nice to have a little bit more of those um, appreciation moments for what George is, is doing in the first hour. Well, that kind of like builds up the climax, right? Is to have him have to make all these sacrifices. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so brutal when you're watching it. Like, uh, yeah. he, he can never catch a break to actually go out and be the guy that he wants to be yeah. in his mind. But, um, but yeah, I see it's, it's, it's like more frustrating than anything, you know. Yeah. To me, the worst we're talking about it being an old movie. The way he talks, the way George <laughs> talks, it's like Merry so Christmas. absurd. Every every everything like Zuzu's the whole time movie. Pedals. And then at the very pedals. end, like the last scene that he's in, he talks like with his normal voice, and I'm like, man, this guy sounds like totally normal. Why did he talk like this the whole movie? My car. Guess, you know, Where's my car? It's just like part of you know acting in the 40s, but it was just. 
Yeah, so that's a funny point. It? Yeah, get him out through the window or through the door. Yeah, <laughs> it's the '40s, baby. So dumb. Susan's panels. <laughs> Susan's panels. Where are they? It's uh. <laughs> great. It's great. Uh, the worst part of it for me is like how many times I freaking start crying during this movie. I'm just an em- emotional mess. Of a person, <laughs> Are you for real, for and real. You usually start crying. Oh, it's like almost from the jump when he saves his brother, <laughs> cry. When he oh, uh, yeah. stops the guy from sending out the poison pills, cry oh yeah, there. that's really emotional. It pretty much doesn't stop. Doesn't stop <laughs> then for the rest of the movie. Yeah, the first fifteen minutes are hard. <laughs> yeah, his dad dies and he tells off Mister Potter. That's great. The scene yeah. at the when there's a run on the bank. Yeah. That woman's like seventeen I need could you have seventeen fifty? That's 17. a great fifty. Great moment. Great moment. Yeah, it's just it, so. it's I think it's unique and there's this um emotional roller coaster like every fifteen, twenty minutes. It's like it's um, it's like this movie, Pursuit of Happiness and Warrior are like my my top three like Top three all team big cry movies. Team cry, yeah. They're on the Mount Rushmore for you. Get me every single time. That's a good list. Let's uh, that is a good list. Let's keep this train rolling here. We gotta keep this train rolling. Cut a scene, add a scene. This is a part of the show where we cut a scene I out go first. and we add a scene back in. Sean, you got something you're excited about there? I really don't like Sam Wainwright's character, the hee-haw guy. Hee-haw, hee-haw. Oh, that is so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Because I felt like his character is supposed to be like the guy who's just, everything always happens, um, like he always falls on his feet. Like he yeah. he makes a, yeah. you know, just these decisions and he just lives by the seat of his pants and um, just always, you know, everything works out for him. And it's sort of already taken up by uh, George's brother Harry, where Harry always gets the the better, um, the better choice. Oh, well, you'll take over the savings loan because you have to. I'll just go to college and be an all American. Yeah, or, yeah. he gets to go to the army. To, yeah, you have a bad ear, so you can't go in the army. I'll go be a war hero. So I felt like Sam Wainwright, the hee-haw thing was just, you could even tell Mary, you know, on the phone, she's like, yeah, hee-haw, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I would just cut him out because I thought he was, you know, was already taken up by Harry. I think the case for that character is that, like, it's supposed to be him, like, what he could have been, you know? Like, this is his friend Mm -hmm. who he had all the ideas with. Because it's different than, like, his little brother. It's like, this is the guy that they were going to, like, you know, you know, I don't know, start the factory with or whatever. Like, yeah, I just felt like it was a repetitive character. I think in, ter- in terms of a guy who's like traveling and like innovating and doing like building all these cool, neat things like that's it's sort of that character. And the brother doesn't really do that quite as much. So I'm adding, you know? I feel like in this movie, when I rewatch it, you know, you see both of you mentioned and, you know, he's just. George is such a leader, and he's he's very servant-hearted, and you get a sense that he got that from his dad because of the way mm. people talked about his dad. Um, but you really just get that one dinner conversation, yeah, um, yeah, with his dad. So I would want more. Any part that you know, maybe we trim four or five minutes of Sam Wainwright, but uh, we get maybe four or five more minutes where there's like one more conversation or two. Um, where you can really clearly see 
um, George's dad, like passing on life lessons before he passes. I'd love that. Yep. I dig that. I mean, you also get that scene where he tries to uh, go in and tell him about the the pills or whatever, and the dad like doesn't freak out at him. I feel like it's like a big, like oh yeah, he's so gracious. He's just like, oh well, I can't talk right now. Sorry, can't do it. <laughs> so yeah, no, he's really just on his own the rest of the movie. The you know, the rest of his life really, and I guess that's just a reflection of how life is sometimes but wow deep deep rudy what do you have for the cut a scene add a scene do you want me to explain how we yeah. do it again just say so no it's good i got it um <laughs> i feel like there's a way to go about describing george being on the brink of killing himself without him freaking out on his family the way he did Ooh. i thought it like really kind of hurt and I, i'm sure it's like you know it's a different time period that's like you got to keep thinking that like it's not as big of a deal to be like screaming at your wife i guess but it just kind of like came off as he's being you know he's just he wasn't a good guy at that moment and i think it's good to show that like oh he's not the perfect angel guy but i think there's a way to talk show him like you know having these internal battles and having these uh stresses really you know drag down on him without him kind of coming across as this major jerk to his family i don't know like I feel like that's, like, what really gets the point across, that he's, like, really at the brink of, like, he's, like, really pushed to the edge, you know? I don't know what how else you could... I don't know. Like, I, again, like, that. Well, I agree that the scene is, like, sort of uncomfortable, but I think it's supposed to... It's, like, intentionally uncomfortable. Yeah. But you don't have, like, this whole sense that he's, like, a really good family man. He's, like, committed to the business, and he's always coming home late. And, I like, think, you would built think, up this side thing of him being a family man. I think in yeah, the, we don't see a lot of that. In the midst of that, you do, but like where he's where he comes in and he's holding his son while his son's putting the tinsel on his head. Like I think you, and then he goes up and he talks to Zuzu. Like you, you definitely get the get the sense that he really yeah. like loves his kids. It's just I don't know. I think that's I'd I don't know. I'd vouch for that scene. Like I think that's one of the most like powerful scenes in the movie. Moments. So 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 you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just think that it's like you know. There's a way to there's a way to paint him as having like a breakdown without him flipping out on his family. I feel like taking, like, because I don't know, maybe not. Maybe that's like taking he's taking it out on the one group of people that like actually has his back, where everyone else kind of turns his back on him. Yeah. Or in his mind, yeah. they do. I guess I don't know. Like the scene also plays a purpose because then like it gives a reason like how his wife knows that something's wrong, so she like goes out looking for him and like goes and like gets the people together at the end to help him. Like it it provides like an impetus for that. She knows that he's like having a breakdown. Yeah, and like finds out like she then figures out goes and figures out that he needs the money and all this stuff. Like she puts the pieces together. If she's if they're not in that scene and he's like flipping out on someone else or whatever. You don't like I don't know. Susu's yeah, maybe I feel like you could have. It could have been like a more depressant depression scene where he's like confiding in his wife Mary that he's like facing these things and he's on the brink of death and like maybe. I'm gonna like I can't take it anymore, Mary. I can't take it anymore. And she's crying. And it's like, but I guess maybe that's just the time period too. Like ne- like yeah, back I don't then, think you wouldn't have really shown like a masculine stuff. figure be like that emotional to his wife. Maybe. But I feel like that would have been cooler. That's all I'm saying. It's really hard because it's like we're just splitting hairs, really, on like yeah, uh, yeah for sure parts. Because I don't think either one of 
Rudy and I, like Sam Wainwright, like, yeah, he's fine. Like, that was the worst part of the movie. It was just that guy was annoying. But, yeah. you know, it's it's such a good movie and it holds up and there's not really that many faults to it. Yeah. Yep. So I can I add my scene now or do you want to keep critiquing that? I'll, I could, but I'll stop. I'll stop. It's fine. I, I think that's a good scene. Like, I think that's one of the best, like, hardest scenes of the movie. And I think it's sort of like what drives it home and still makes it relevant. I don't know. Whatever, dude. He's not a per- he's not a perfect guy, you know. If you can't have him be too perfect, like he's like just this like he's like Job or something, you know. Well, I feel like I have I'll save it for the miscellaneous questions, but maybe I'll just tease it here. Is he a really good guy or just a really bad businessman? <laughs> no, he's a good guy. He's a good he's guy. He's a really good okay. guy. Good guys can be bad businessmen though, too. He just gives he's just giving away all his money. Like, not asking for it back. Anyway, add a scene. The f- most frustrating part about this movie, if we had a s- segment called Frustrating Part, <laughs> it would be the fact that Potter just goes along being this rich dirtbag and never gets any kind of, you know, just desserts. There needs to be a scene where he's, you know, he has his a heart attack. Him in his wheelchair or something, and like at the top of a hill, and he like, trips and falls and the wheelchair just goes flying down the hill <laughs> <laughs> off a ramp into a river just something so like i don't know something or maybe have him like have a change of heart where it's like you know what i was the wrong Grinch. george you're right and i'll, I'll give you a million dollars or whatever. yeah and his like heart grew three sizes old, that day <laughs> yeah he's just a turd the whole movie start to finish never got never had a redemption this, i have this image in my head of him being rolled to the top of like a hill and then it like catches on a rock and he slides out of the the wheelchair but then rolls down <laughs> yes. the hill and turns into one of those big snowballs yes. <laughs> yes let's go that's what i need <laughs> i uh, i kind of like that he's that like nothing like because that's more like, like that's real life you know that that sometimes a lot of times bad guys win you know that's the way it goes yeah but it's obviously going for like the good ending like you know but it's in the it's in the face of that that they're still you know he's got the friends that's the point like i think the reason they didn't do it is because they wanted to end it on an upbeat like yeah lovey tone instead of like you know whatever i uh i couldn't think of an ad scene but i like sean's scene of maybe adding some more stuff with the dad but my cut i was gonna cut out that that first scene where he goes to uh mary's house and it's just like really talk about like things being inferred and not really understanding what's going on that yeah. scene like i I was just like a little confused because it's just like i think i think he's supposed to be angry that like he feels people are controlling his life but at the same yes. time he wants to do what people are telling him he should do so maybe he it's like supposed to show that he's conflicted but um I don't know. I just feel he like knows he likes Mary and that he would do well with Mary, but he doesn't like it that everyone's telling him this is right. what your path is because he's never had a choice in his life. Exactly, but I, I just feel like there'd be a better way to like do that scene, and then the mom there is just like sort of bizarre. But I guess it's funny. <laughs> She's funny. So that was gonna be my cut. Um, yeah. Moving along into recast, recasting a role. For this one, since you guys probably aren't as up to up on the uh, the old timey actors, I figured we would do cast the remake, pick a couple couple of roles to fill in the uh, in the remake that we're going to be putting together of uh, of It's a Wonderful Life. This is 
set in 2020, maybe nine, maybe 2019. Set in 2019, where there's no coronavirus. Yeah, pre pre coronavirus or post yeah. post coronavirus. Either way, um, who who do you want playing? You know, some of the major roles in your your remake. All right, so I feel pretty good about this one. <laughs> I want Adam Driver as George. Huh. I feel like he. I want him to be kind of like the Adam Driver from uh, Logan Lucky. Just like kind of like a slower, kind of like mellow, but like a lovey-dovey guy. I feel like you could, like, you're looking for someone who everyone loves, right? Yeah. And I feel like Adam Driver could be just kind of like the lovable, nicest guy in the town. He's not just like lovable though. He's like good in principle. Yeah, I think I could see that. I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah. Um, I can see okay, that so too. Let's see if you'll hate this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Let's stick. Um, let's stick with the lead role since we're we're George, on okay, that. Yeah. Since we're on sure. George, uh, Sean, do you have someone for George? Yeah, Garrett Headland. Oh, okay. I, I'm big, mm. uh, big Headland fan, so I, I dig that. Yeah, I just That's feel like a he's a likable guy. He's got a good smile. Yeah, I think he could hold up on the emotional parts, like in the movie Mudbound. But he can also, you know, be a little jovial. Have a, he has a sense of humor. I like that better than Adam Driver in terms of like. Boo. <laughs> that's a better call, Sean. I don't. Sean, win- <laughs> Sean wins Driver the better. casting there. I was like He's trying. He's more like the OG George, but come on. It's 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. No, I think Adam Driver is probably more like the OG George. Anyway. Really? Yeah, I think. Maybe. Whatever. Who's your know. George? Who's well, your George? The big person they always compare to. Uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart is Tom Hanks. So, but like Tom Hanks is too old at this point, I think. But like if you made it in like the 90s or something, Tom Hanks would have been, you know, perfect for it. But so I was thinking and like I was trying to think of the perfect person and I it's kind of like depressing, but the per- person who I thought would be like really good would be Chadwick Boseman, who I think could have done like Ooh, would have been awesome. That would be yeah. good. But uh he would have you know, been awesome. That is sad. But like you sort of just like get the sense that this is like a really like good, good person, you know. Yeah. And, uh, he has like some emotional gravitas, and uh, yeah, I think he 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 would have crushed it. So I was trying to think of like someone who was still alive who could have done it, and uh, I'm just again I'm just gonna ape one of Sean's choices and say Garrett Hedlund. I th- I like that a lot. I think that's great. Really? Um, that's you. You had that before or no? No, I didn't. I didn't. But now that Sean said it, it's it's perfect. What about? Are you getting any Ryan Gosling (laughs) vibes off Jimmy Stewart? I feel like he's got some. Looking at like pictures of him, there's a lot of pictures where I'm like, that looks kind of like Ryan Gosling. (laughs) I think Ryan Gosling could have done a good job too. Yeah, it's tough because you don't. I feel like I always pick Ryan Gosling, so I was trying to go off the the beaten path. It's tough because you don't want to get like so lost in the uh, like the physical aspects of it. Obviously. Jimmy Stewart is like so like lean and lanky that uh, you don't just want to like. That's like what's throwing me off because Ryan Gosling is not lean and lanky, but yeah, maybe Adam Driver can be lean and lanky. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, what, who else did you have? Who else is in your remake, right. Rudy? So I had a uh, Natalie Portman as Mary, kind of a okay. quiet, fragile, beautiful woman. I don't hate did that. Did you guys recast Mary? Yeah, I did. I had a, Ra- I had Rachel McAdams. I would go well with Ryan Gosling. What about you, Sean? I had Elizabeth Olsen. 
I don't like that. Sean, you're you're knocking this out of the park, dog. I'm, I'm liking your remake here. I'm telling you, I should be a casting director. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good remake. It's better than Rudy's, for sure. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I have to disagree. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. I also picked Harry, if you guys want to pick Harry. I didn't, I didn't pick Harry. Harry. I picked Mr. I Potter. Pick I, I didn't pick Mr. Potter, Harry. I picked Clarence. Okay, let's hear. Let's hear. Go ahead, Sean. Let, hit us with your Harry. So when I saw Harry this time around, and was thinking about remakes, I thought of Dave Franco, a little shorter okay. than George, um, than Garrett so Hedlund, shorter than than Garrett. Love it. But has just like a sort of um, what is the word? Infectious vibe. smile and oh, yeah. vibe, and just you could see him be like the high school quarterback or college football player. Or, yeah, you know, a fighter pilot, just like just takes off um just has like a confidence that i think harry kind of would need so yeah Cohen the franco family sweet i dig that rudy what'd you who'd you have for uh clarence i had clarence it was kind of an obvious one morgan freeman for clarence i feel like he's just oh, the angelic yeah, figure good. huh and uh also had another really obvious one was uh for violet throw scar joe in there i feel like scarlett johansson just kind of, she should have been named Violet. Like, kind of has Violet vibes. <laughs> the vibes. Violet. I had a, I had a, for, for Violet. I had because Lionel Barrymore is in the original. I thought you could bring Drew Barrymore into this one. Oh, a little little family family connection. Yeah, I think it's her grandfather. I believe. So he was. The whole family was an acting family too. John Barrymore. Oh, Mr. Potter. Grandfather's is brother. Drew Barrymore's dad. Yeah. Anyway, and father and grandfather are both actors. It's kind of speaking of Mr. Potter. I would think I've got a Harvey Keitel playing Mr. Potter. Ooh, love it! Love and it. the reason why, so he can bring out his uh, his national treasure line of someone's got to go to prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's too likable though. I don't think he he's like I don't know. You need someone nastier. You need, I like, was also uh, thinking maybe Gary uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. I could see that. What about Jack Nicholson? I like Gary Oldman too much. Jack Nicholson's too like comical. Like really sinister Jack Nicholson. Really mean. <laughs> but Jack Nicholson now could fit that character. And then my last one for Clarence, I was thinking Nick Cage. Gotta get Nick Cage in here somewhere. Give me a <laughs> no. guardian angel Nick He's Cage. He's not allowed to touch this movie. He has experience like playing an angel. He knows how to how to play that role. I think you could do it. It's got legs. It's got legs. <laughs> it's got wings. It's got wings. Uh, so yeah. Top twenty. Oh, that's good. Is it anybody's Nothing top twenty? Like part. Nope. Is it this, your top twenty? I couldn't remember. This is the first one it's, since we've done did the top twenty podcast that I've like sat and been like, uh, do I have to move some things around? And I think I might. I think I might. Yeah, really? I need to move something. I need to find room for this. Because really? when we, yeah, when we were doing that podcast and you brought up Christmas Vacation, I remember Sean and I were both like, oh, we didn't even think of Christmas movies. Yeah, I didn't think of this movie when I was compiling my top 20 because I always just watch it around Christmas right. and we did yeah. it in the summer. Yeah, so I think I, I think this would be in there. So good, yeah. It needs yeah. to be in the top 20. Gotta, I got to readjust. This movie's only Christmas movie because the last five minutes, it's Christmas. Well, let's like, get it. Let's in, get into the miscellaneous winter? questions then. I th- <laughs> I think the whole. Th- I think it's very. Christmas Christmas-y. has nothing to do with this movie, though. It's kind of like Die Hard. Christmas has nothing to do. He with He literally movie. runs around at the end telling people "Merry Christmas." Merry Christmas. 
Merry he's Christmas. happy that it's he's happy that he got his money. It could have been any other holiday. Like it, it has. It's not like I feel like every Christmas movie that's a Christmas movie. It's like okay, Christmas. He didn't is get his money before he started saying Merry Christmas to people. Yeah, he was just happy to be alive. He was going around telling people Merry Christmas. He had a new. I know, but I'm saying if it was Easter, life. he would have been saying Happy Easter. If it was, you know, Fourth of July, <laughs> he would have been saying, "Let's go." That's, I just think that like a Christmas movie needs to have the Christmas. The day, like Christmas, be a part of the plot, and the Christmas has nothing to do with the plot of the Christmas movie. vacation. Doesn't even have Christmas Day in the it. The whole Rudy, point so. of the, the, the Sean, the whole point of Christmas vacation is the family <laughs> is there because of Christmas. Right? I know, but it doesn't even show Christmas morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, isn't that the whole reason that like everybody gets together at the end of this one is Christmas? No, they're there because they're giving him the money. I don't know. It's the spirit of Christmas to help I, others. I'm definitely not like, I'm not a, like, I don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I agree with you on that. But this movie, yeah, I don't to me, so, is 100, just because Christmas so, like, heavily permeates the second half. And it's, like, the setting. Like, it's the vibe, you know? Like, Die Hard, it's, there's no point where Christmas is really the vibe. Maybe, like, the really early beginning when they're at the, it's a, still a Christmas party or whatever. But for the most of that movie, you could just think it's any time. But this movie, it's like the whole second half of the movie, it's so clearly Christmas. There's Christmas lights and garland and stuff in the background of literally like every single scene. Uh, I have to disagree. <laughs> There's snow. Like, the second part, it's winter. It's a winter movie. There's not even snow in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yes, there it is. is. Maybe... I don't know. It could be just from the nostalgia like factor of me watching this every Christmas that is strong, so strongly associated yeah. with Christmas. But I did. I, I, I don't do know. I was Iron Man, and you start to think Iron Man's a Christmas movie too. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Heavily disagree. I just think. Uh, I don't know. It's part of we the don't concept. Have to spend too much time on this. I'm not. I'm not married to that take. I just think that like I understand like what you guys are saying. I, I think that there could be a case that could be made. That this movie does this movie is the same movie if it's not. Oh, I agree. You know, I Christmas time. I covered the whole the whole spectrum of, of thought on that as I was watching the movie because I the list the question popped into my head and I ended back up on uh, ended up on it is a Christmas movie, but just because I emotionally wanted it to be. But my head says gotcha. you're right, but my heart says you're wrong. It's a Christmas. Uh, movie. Two points that I thought that were funny. One, George, like at one point he starts smoking because he was kind of stressed out. And like, I feel like you can't have a good guy smoking in movies nowadays. I thought it was pretty cool how back then, like, <laughs> this was before they found out that smoking was terrible for you. Dog, so everyone, like, everyone was smoking back was in like the 40s. going out to have like a glass of water. Like, oh, I'm just going to have a <laughs> cup of coffee. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette. Oh, I'm going to go to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Everybody then, blasting uh, heaters in the 40s. <laughs> and then I love that uh, Pottersville is like... Basically, it's like made to be this dystopian nightmare. It's basically Times Square, how Times Square actually is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just they're going. Is, oh, what a nightmare true. this place has turned out to be! And it's like <laughs> New York City, exactly where you are. <laughs> Did you yeah, know? That, that's a good point. An interesting, interesting fact I stumbled across a few days ago regarding this movie. It uh, it was filmed in the summer in the midst of a heat wave. So those scenes where he's like sweating, it's because it's so hot out. No really? way. Yeah. Yeah. Did they film that. it in California? I think it was I don't know. I have no idea. It's all sets though, I think. Well, I thought it was funny. New York trivia is that it's uh 
Bedford Falls, which is funny because like, that's not a real town. They mentioned Elmira and Rochester and Buffalo and New York City, obviously. But like, there's a Bedford Hills that isn't too far from me. <laughs> and there's a Croton Falls that isn't too far from me. Just put <laughs> them like, together. Not too far from each other. Bedford they Falls, say that it was based off Seneca Falls. Seneca Falls, yeah. That's like, I think, Western New York. But then there's also, there is a Pottersville, New York. And I think it's actually the really? poorest zip code in the country. That's what I it's told you. Country, the freaking bad guys yeah. always win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aw. That's sad. Anyway, bringing back the segment that we launched on last week's episode, Dork of the Week. Dork of the Week. This week's Dork of the Week. Nick? <laughs> I hate to do it. Dork of the Week. I think it's George Bailey. <laughs> Dude's going to going to high school parties. Like, what's up with that? He's clearly not a high schooler. He's like, I always miss the timeline. So, Harry's graduating <laughs> high school. Why didn't George go to college then? Was like, he saving for college? I don't know. I think he was yeah, saving. He's like, like helping oh, his dad with the bank. Yeah, and I think he was gonna go to college then, but then his dad dies. He's saving so he's, up money. So he stays behind to run the building and loan while his younger brother goes to college. And then when his brother is at college, he's supposed to come back and send George to college. And it just doesn't, it obviously never happens. But yeah, and then he just has to keep putting off. Either way, he is definitely out of high school and he's going to high school dances, which might be the biggest dork move of all time. I but am, he uh, met his wife. It's true. It's true. Valid point. Valid point. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you have a better dork of the week, uh, feel free to shout it Sam out. Sam Wainwright. <laughs> hee-haw, hee-haw. Sam Wainwright makes that's, millions that's selling plastic airplane cockpits. Does a ca- plastic cockpit work on an airplane? If it's made, it's made out of soybeans, soybeans. it does. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Yeah, George Bale. And, and like, back to it, he's just a bad businessman. Like, he is not a good businessman. <laughs> Rudy Bad would have would have would have sided with Mr. Potter. Mr. Rudy, Potter's it's it's called conscious capitalism. <laughs> yeah, it's not really. Though. Read, read the like... book by John Mackey. <laughs> Uncle John. No, I think it's just a uh, bad business sense to just give people money and uh, not sign any documents or anything. Gotcha. To prove that they love it to you. <laughs> so you want, pe- you want people to live in slums? It's fine. I see how it is. <laughs> also, um. I thought I remember like in the in the dystopia bizarro world, Pottersville, uh, the worst thing that could possibly become of Mary is that be, she becomes an old maid. It's like it's like yeah. what happened to Mary? And it's like I thought it was gonna be like she's a prostitute or something. It's like she's an she's an old maid and she wasn't that old. And she, it's like yeah, she's like the library's about to close. How depressing is that though? She just becomes this chick who just works at a library. I don't know. Maybe some yeah. people would dig that. I feel like that'd be depressing. Okay, so George Bailey, Dork of the Week, but also the legend, George Bailey. If I could be half the man George Bailey is, I'd be doing all right. Doing okay. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Rapper. Next week on the pod, we're going to be taking a little little break for Christmas, so no pod next week. We're taking the week off. The boys get get a Christmas break. After that, we'll be coming back in the new year better and stronger than ever with new, more new episodes, <laughs> more content. It's just we're going to be coming in hot 
But until then, super hot. Send us send us an email right into the Pony Express looseconceptpod at gmail.com. Buy a t-shirt, bonfire.com slash looseconcept2, the number two. They're all still there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeves, etc. Follow us on Instagram at looseconceptpod. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. As we go into the new year, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Sean and Rudy, thanks for being my friends. You guys make me not a failure. So Love you, man. Appreciate Love you, Sean. You Love you, Elijah. Love you guys. Friends. Love you guys, too. Friends forever. Everybody who's listening, we love you too. Thank you. Oh, keep it loose. Something I wanted to, <laughs> something I wanted to announce from the jump. Someone, a loose concept listener, left a present on my doorstep. What? It was a, it was a wrapped present, and inside the present was this movie game. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but uh, whoever this, who's whoever this, that? whoever this listener is, uh, shouts to you. Thanks for the present. Um, appreciate wow. it. Was, it, there was, it didn't really say anything on it other than that uh, is from a Loose Concept fan. So, See, I knew wow. our, our addresses out into the public sphere would be a good idea. <laughs> did you do that? I hope you didn't do that. I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is someone that's like related to me or a neighbor or something. So, But either way, we got fans to, everywhere. Yeah, just a, just a quick shouts to that person. So, appreciate you. Thank you for the, the present. But yeah. Remember, in the new year, for the rest of the year, Merry Christmas, and always keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. I lost my hand! I lost my bride! Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. I am not a hero. I'm a drifter with nothing to lose. My face is my war. It's over. Go home. Go.